A land warning has been issued for Typhoon Koinu, which is expected to make landfall in southeastern Taiwan. Forecasters say the storm circle will reach the shores of Taiwan proper early Wednesday. The strongest impact will be felt Wednesday and Thursday, with torrential rains likely along the, the east and Hunchun Peninsula. From Wednesday to Thursday, there's a high chance of the storm passing through the southeastern tip of Taiwan to the Bashi Channel. On those two days, the entire east coast and Hongchun Peninsula will see prolonged heavy rainfall. There will very likely be torrential rain or localized torrential rain and downpours of even greater intensity. Other regions will also experience intermittent rainfall. Starting tomorrow, there will be strong winds in Taidong, including Green Island and Orchid Island, Hengchun and Penghu, with gusts of 12 or above on the Beaufort scale. Along the east coast, ocean waves already reached 4 meters tall Tuesday morning, as Typhoon Koinu barreled in. Given the rough seas, many coastal activities have been suspended. In Hualien, whale-watching boats have been docked and secured with ropes. Turtle Island in Ilan will be closed to the public until October 5th. With Double Tenth National Day just a week away, the military is running its final rehearsals for the big parade. The Honor Guard trained at the Military Police Command on Tuesday practicing intricate formation changes and, exib and exhibition drills. Over at the Air Force's space at Shengshan Airport, a CH-47 Chinook helicopter took to the skies with a massive national flag. music breaks through the dull gray day as the honor guard rehearses its double time performance at the military police command. Marching in perfect sync, they change formation to form the shape of a heart and a house. We want to convey that our country is full of love. There won't be a conductor, so we have to listen to each other and adapt to each other. You need rapport to pull off this performance. For the first time, the National Day drumline will add brass to its intermission performance, becoming a drum and bugle corps. It will perform a medley of military songs, original compositions, and arrangements of hits by singer Zhao Chuan. The performance is mostly patriotic songs and some of our own creations. The arrangements drew inspiration from the soldiers themselves. They are resolute, brave, and unafraid of losing. To close out the show, a dozen soldiers will display their dexterity in a rifle exhibition drill. The performers include both seasoned soldiers and new faces. People who say they aren't nervous before the first performance are lying. What I do is look at my flaws and work on them during training. I entered the orchestra in 2023. I'm very excited and I hope we put on a good show at the National Day celebration. Also on Tuesday, the Army Aviation and Special Forces Command rehearsed a flyby of its CH-47 Chinook helicopter as it displayed an 18 by 12 meter national flag. 
The chopper was escorted by UH-60 Blackhawks as it crossed the skies above the presidential office. With Double Ten just around the corner, the military is putting the final touches to yet another unforgettable show. This year's National Day Fireworks Show will be hosted in Taichung for the first time in nine years. About 30,000 fireworks will light up the sky in a show lasting 36 minutes. To cope with the traffic, officials asked revelers to take public transit to and out of the venue. People are also encouraged to view the show from any of the 16 alternative sites. The National Day Fireworks Show will be at Taichung Central Park. Revelers are advised to take the MRT to the park, which is within a 20-minute walking distance from Wenxing Inhua Station and Wenhua Senior High School Station. There are also four shuttle bus lines for taking people to and from the venue. The success of our transport plan will depend on people taking public transport in and out. We encourage all citizens and city residents to make good use of public transport. Roads near the venue will be closed to traffic from 2 p.m. on October 9th to 10 p.m. on October 10th. Because the National Day fireworks are at Taichung Central Park, which is a flat area, you can also watch the show from other viewing sites. You don't have to go and squeeze into the park to see it. The city government compiles 16 viewing locations, which includes Donghua Park in Beitun District and Wanggaoliao Night View Park in Nantun District. The 16th recommendation, dubbed the most exclusive, is one's own balcony or rooftop. After nine years away from Taichung, the pyrotechnic extravaganza is returning, bringing along a sizable challenge for transport authorities. CPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde held his fourth policy presentation on Tuesday, focusing on the economy. He said that if elected, he will turn Taiwan into an economic powerhouse where the sun never sets. Let's hear from him. Let us ensure that the sun never sets on Taiwan's economy. No matter where the sun is or when it rises, it will shine on our enterprises. Besides continuing to sign investment protection agreements with like-minded countries, we should further establish industrial zones in the Indo-Pacific. In regions like Japan, the US and Europe, and the Indo-Pacific, we should establish startup hubs. This will also strengthen our national semiconductor strategy. Lai pledged to fortify Taiwan's leading position in the global semiconductor industry. He also promised to help small and medium-sized enterprises harness the power of artificial intelligence. Another proposition is support for startups. If elected, Lai will invest 150 billion NT a year in startups to create 20,000 jobs within five years. He also aims to make Taiwan an exporter of innovative solutions within 10 years. And now a spotlight on beloved radio presenter Zhang Hanyang. Over a 40-year career in music radio, Zhang has collected 13 radio Golden Bell Awards reflecting his immense stature in the industry. But Zhang was never formally trained in presenting. He came into broadcasting as an outsider and attracted listeners with his distinctive, warm voice. Now leading CSBC Taichung, he's just overseeing a big makeover of the radio station. This whole cupboard glows with golden trophies. Zhang Hanyang shows us his Golden Bell Awards for radio broadcasting, as well as numerous awards for news interviews. We're inside CSBC Taichung, a veteran local radio station. It recently got a total makeover. 
The recording studios are normally invisible to listeners. They've been redecorated in a macaron palette with lots of different shades. Red walls, yellow doors, and at the end of the corridor, a glowing orange wall to represent a great harvest. Zhang's magnetic voice and his carefully crafted show have captivated the hearts of listeners and critics for years. He's won 13 Radio Golden Bell Awards and hosted the Taiwan New Year concert multiple times. His golden voice is a gateway to worlds of musical exploration. I came into CSBC Yunlin in 1987 and I was nominated for a Golden Bell the next year with a musical show. For someone like me with no professional training who knew nothing at all about radio, that was a tremendous encouragement. Zhang studied insurance in college, but he ended up in the radio industry, which welcomed him with open arms. As the world of audio media continues to evolve, he's meeting the competition with flexibility and a smile. After a two-year hiatus, the ITRI ICT Tech Day made its return to Taipei on Tuesday. Jointly organized by the Ministry of Economic Affairs and the Industrial Technology Research Institute, or ITRI, Tech Day showcased forward-looking technologies developed domestically. Organizers hope that through tech transfers, Taiwan manufacturers can expand their foothold on the global stage. A drone zips in at low altitude, nimbly avoiding obstacles. It's just one of the advanced technologies on show. It can overcome obstructions to the line of sight, just like an X-ray, seeing through the vehicle in front of us. E-Tree's world-leading V2X see-through technology lets drivers look through vehicles up ahead, improving traffic awareness and reducing accidents. It was displayed at the 2023 E-Tree ICT Tech Day, which was jointly organized by the Ministry of Economic Affairs and E-Tree. After a two-year hiatus, the event returned to the Taipei International Convention Center on Tuesday. A forum was held as well, where experts explored the latest trends. We have developed Taiwan's first domestically produced RFID chip for ground station equipment. It can connect to a satellite in one second, so its connection speed is very fast. Manufacturers using this ground station equipment solution have already gotten orders from the world's top three satellite companies. As we integrate more satellites from B5G to 6G satellites, we will see coverage extending to that remaining 80%, areas that currently don't have coverage. All the future development will be built on this foundation. As far as applications are concerned, we will be able to provide even better services and products for consumers. The event showcased beyond 5G and 6G, ground station equipment for low-Earth orbit satellites, direct smartphone connectivity with satellites, generative AI, and 3D displays that don't require a wearable. These forward-looking technologies were a sample of Taiwan's R&D capabilities. A great deal has been achieved using AI. At corporations with large carbon emissions, it's been used a lot to optimize scheduling and for digitization. According to the Market Intelligence and Consulting Institute, the output value of Taiwan's ICT hardware sector will reach 226 billion U.S. dollars in 2023. Taiwan will account for 3.8 percent of the global share, rivaling Germany and the U.K. 
To showcase the nation's capabilities, the MOEA and ETRI are working on R&D and tech transfers to help Taiwan manufacturers expand abroad and seize more international orders. Taiwan's restaurant industry is an increasingly welcoming workplace for older people. Many firms are realizing the value of experienced older staff in our changing job market. Today, we meet Chen Su Li Wang, a veteran sushi server. She's been at a beloved sushi joint in New Taipei for 19 years and is now in her eighth decade. She loves her job and says it keeps her brain fit. The chain is a major employer of older people and says such staff can often effectively integrate with the company faster than young people. Seventy-six-year-old Chen Su Li Wang walks into a sushi restaurant, greeting the staff confidently. But she's not heading to the kitchen. She takes off her jacket, dons her uniform, and starts work as the restaurant's most senior server. When younger diners come in, she treats them as warmly as her own children, urging them to eat their fill. You can see a lifetime of experience and wisdom on her face, and she's got just as much stamina as her younger colleagues. Bringing heavy trays of rice to the kitchen is no problem. If you don't do something like this, you get old very fast and you don't exercise your brain. So I carry on working, and I can earn some money to contribute to the family, which is great. The company says as long as you're fit enough, you can keep working. Age is not really a limitation. On the contrary, these older colleagues have a wealth of experience in the restaurant industry. When they join the company, they can hit the ground running. This sushi chain is clear. There are no age limits for its staff. It has 379 employees aged 45 to 65 nationwide, and 27 who are over retirement age, like Chen Su. Their cheerful presence in the workplace points to a potential solution for labor shortages. Celebrity chef Danny Deng had given a steak masterclass to talented high schoolers. The chef, the chef held a competition to test the skills of learners from Shuren High School of Home Economics and Commerce. It was a part of the scheme by New Taipei City to bring vocational school students together with masters in their field. Officials hope events like this will encourage young people to aspire to excellence in whichever field they choose. Beefsteaks sizzle in the pan. These student chefs are watching their progress so they can flip them as soon as they're ready. When they're done, plating is vital too. Some students trim the steak carefully into slices, while others soak up excess oil with tissue. No detail is too trivial. The outside is done, but the inside is still a little rare. There's no blood. This is a totally standard, traditional way to grill a steak. He's also very smart with the plating, putting the most beautiful parts forward. So he got extra points for that. New Taipei's Education Bureau has invited a circle of experts to pass on their skills and inspiration to students from vocational colleges. One of them is Chef Danny Tung. Last time, he told us this is basically the perfect amount to cook a steak. So, I noted that down. This time, I think I've done it almost exactly how Chef Danny did it before, but not quite as perfect as him. (laughs) 
I started out by doing deliveries, and then for a while the delivery company had folded. So one day I applied for a job at a teppanyaki restaurant. I had to clean about seven toilets a day. I was very happy to hear the government is encouraging this industry. Our great chefs didn't study at culinary schools, they only went to the US for that later. Develop according to your character, choose what you love, study hard, and you have a bright future. Great achievements are possible in every walk of life. Danny is an example of a chef who rose from the bottom to the top to become world famous. Now, his prowess and his story are inspiring more young people to believe in their potential.